Isaiah, we're back! We are back. So, for the first time in months and months, instead of recording TikToks and YouTube videos, we are actually recording a podcast. So, we're trying this again. When three of these get uploaded and never come back, you'll know it failed. The biggest news in the NFL over the past few weeks has been Tim Tebow's return to football. Tebow signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars and is reunited with the college coach he brought glory to in Urban Meyer. And there are many pundits of this idea, those who think he's going to fail, those who think it's a PR move and those who hope he does not succeed. We call those people the haters and losers, as Donald Trump would say. But to a certain extent, they're right. This is a PR move. Because you can think about the 120th best tight end in all the world, and he is not going to move nearly the same amount of merchandise as Tebow will. Like, Tebow jerseys are already the number one and number two best-selling jerseys on NFLShop.com. This move will make the Jacksonville Jaguars money. They are going to sell out in Duval for the first time in a long time. And and I'm not going to speak on how I think I'm doing the NFL right now. But what is your opinion on his uh, return to the league, Tristan? <laughs> well, I think it's almost comical how obvious it is that it is a PR stunt. Because when you take a look at his frame and other players that have made the transition from a different sport or from a different position to play tight end, he is nowhere near as big as him. And I don't think he's anywhere near as athletically gifted to go from playing the quarterback position, which he sucked at, to going to playing the tight end position. Now, to be fair, Tebow was not a good passer of the football. He had certain other qualities that made him a functional quarterback. Yeah, but I don't I don't think those qualities are going to make him a good tight end at the end of the day. It's not like he's Logan Thomas, who's 6'6", 260 pounds, who played quarterback in college and has the ability to catch the ball. I, the only pass we've ever seen thrown to Tim Tebow in a game hit off his helmet in the flat. So just seeing that, I don't think he's going to be an elite receiving threat. And because he doesn't have the size either, he's a, only 6'3", and now I say only, but I don't think he's going to be throwing Von Miller around on the edge or throwing Miles Garrett around on the edge. And when it also comes to... He played for the Mets for however many years now, and I don't think over that time period, snagging balls in outfield, I have no idea what position he played. He played I don't outfield. think he developed elite route running capabilities, and he's not going to have 4-4 speed like Taysom Hill, who who's used all over the formation when he's not playing quarterback. Uh, he's got 4-7 speed, which is still pretty fast for someone of his size. Even Tebow really bulked up. Like If you look at that practice footage of him in Duval, he's a big dude. Like He's 6'3", 240, 250, well-muscled, and that's bigger than some tight ends who have found success in the NFL. And the 40-yard dash time, not a great measure of speed in terms of game speed, but he's got a decent one for that position, that weight. So I think the physical potential is there. Obviously, you mentioned he has never ran a route successfully at any high level of football. And that's why you have, (laughs) that's why you have coaches. <laughs> exactly. I don't see I don't see him suddenly being able to develop the skills and abilities needed as a tight end during his time playing minor league baseball. I don't think he developed the ability to be an elite blocking tight end. But look, I don't look, think the secret to the being a blocking to be a tight end, and this really is a very well kept secret. Run blocking is really easy when you're going against a cornerback or it's a double team. And I find it very hard to believe that they are going to stick our young pal Tim Tebow out there in the edge against one of the best defensive ends in football without some tackle support. Like he's going to get bailed out. <laughs> They're going to, they cover any tight end like this. Like Travis Kelsey doesn't get left alone with Miles Garrett. It just doesn't we happen. Have a, if he gets lined up against Miles Garrett, it's going to be a Mason Rudolph part two, except it's going to be on the field and it's going to be legal with what he's going to do to Tim yeah, Tebow. Tim Tebow's not going to be the only one blocking him though. Like, like Miles Garrett's going to try to murder Tim Tebow because it's a quarterback playing tight end. You can't get blocked by a quarterback. 
quarterback. And then the big old right tackle is just going to slide on in, put a helmet in his ribs, and that's going to be a good block for Tim Tebow. And look, he's going to get sent out to block cornerbacks. The issue with blocking cornerbacks is getting to them. Once you get to a cornerback, they are easy to block. And Tim Tebow <laughs> is a, enough of an athlete to stay in front of a quarterback for a second and a half so his running back can get past him. So, so that's really a valuable asset. So we've basically brought the what he brings to the field is going to be blocking cornerbacks. He's not going to be running routes. He's not going to be hold catching on. I didn't passes. say he wasn't going to be We know he doesn't routes. know how to throw passes. You are going to see some interesting wildcat stuff. Like he has a much better physical ability to run the football north and south than any other player on that roster, including running backs, in my opinion. Tim Tebow is big enough and fast enough to put his head down and run, so you will see some wildcat. But I Honestly, don't believe that he will just be a blocking down. I think he will somewhat learn how to catch a football. Like, by the end of the I, year, if he's still on the team, which he will be because jersey sales and attendance, he will have like 100, 200 yards. And it'll be laughed at, it'll be ridiculed, because it'll be bad for most starting tight ends, which Tebow might find himself being because the Jaguars don't have a good tight end. <laughs> There's no way, <laughs> there's no way he's a starting tight end. I refuse to believe that. I mean, I think Luke Farrell from Ohio State can be pretty good. They wound up drafting like he's a fucking massive. But yeah, being mad, like, it's again the issue with catching balls. Like, when you're that big, it's hard for you to get in open space and catch. But obviously, Tebow <laughs> might not be able to catch either. I think that there is a non-zero chance that Tim Tebow can learn to catch a base, or... <laughs> learn to catch baseball learn to catch a football because hitting a 95 <laughs> mile an hour fastball has got to be harder than uh, catching a football dream scenario week one for tim tebow he throws a touchdown pass and then the headlines that week are about he threw a touchdown pass in 2021 before trevor lawrence did that would be awesome no in no some wildcat situation i can't see them actually letting him throw the football unless it is an extreme gadget situation because if you see tim tebow lined up in wildcat you are thinking to an extent that you would think with any other skill player okay he's going to pass the ball so i think that's a bit of a stretch but tebow will make the week one roster and i think he will find his way on the field even if it isn't garbage time and you know what he will have a few games where he has 40 50 yards and surprise a few people late in the season and then he'll probably go back to espn and make a boatload of money in the offseason but good clubhouse guy i'm hoping for nothing but the best for tim tebow and when he retires a hall of famer after 17 straight all pro seasons at tight end breaking the age (laughs) record for all players and breaking the all-time receptions record for tight ends i'll be his biggest supporter there cheering at the induction ceremony isaiah isaiah you tend to be a fan of people that are widely hated you know from tim tebow to oj you sing his praises uh saying oj simpson and isn't one of the three or four best running backs ever is ridiculous. Like, extracurricular activities excluded. Like, if you take one night away from O.J. Simpson's life, he's not a bad guy. (laughs) Well, two nights, he did have someone kind of held at gunpoint, but I digress. You ignore some of the bad stuff. Anyway, how did we get on O.J. Simpson? Oh, I know. Speaking of O.J. Simpson, I will bring in one last comparison, then we'll move on. You're familiar with Aaron Hernandez, I assume. Former teammate of Tim Tebow. Small guy for his position. Only 6'1", similar 40 time to Tim Tebow, playing tight end. Very successful at the NFL level. Now, he was in the Patriots system, and it's hard not to be successful if you got Tom Brady throwing to you. But if a little guy like that, little again, relative 6'1", 250, can succeed in the NFL, I don't think size is going to be the thing which stops Tebow or athletic ability. 
I think Aaron Hernandez which was much more athletically gifted as a player and was more talented See, you're... when it comes to ball skills and route running. I absolutely agree with you <laughs> on Tebow. ball skills and route running, but Tebow probably was a comparable athlete. You were forgetting how much of a freak of nature that man was in college and on the running side of the ball. And since we're talking about Trevor Lawrence's teammates, I think it's pretty apparent that Trevor Lawrence is going to be the week one starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is alone in his class, though, that extent because there is QB controversy in every other team besides the Jacksonville Jaguars who drafted a quarterback in the first round. So do you want to talk about first here, Tristan? We got Justin Fields, we got well, Mac with, Jones, and we got with Mac, with Mac Jones, I think it's a, I think the Patriots are a super interesting situation and I, I think it's kind of telling how the whole Mac Jones getting drafted third overall was just a media frenzy and it, it was never going to happen in, in a million years and it kind of seems like the sense from the media and whatever has been said from the Patriots is that Cam Newton is going to be the starter day one and as the media has been hating on Cam Newton basically the whole entire NFL fan base has been hating on Cam Newton and the fact that they're not choosing Mac Jones the most pro ready quarterback in the draft apparently over Cam Newton says what I think a lot of teams actually thought about Mac Jones. Eight touchdowns ten interceptions for Cam Newton last year by the way. That that is true and that is valid, but I think with the different pieces they've added, they've added two very good tight ends. I personally think, and this is controversial to some, that Jonu Smith is an elite tight end. Hunter Henry's a very good tight end, and it's going to allow them to roll out two tight end sets. And when you have Cam Newton out there with two tight end sets, there's the threat of him just running power down the defense's throat. You now have Nelson Aguilar out there who's much better than what they had at receiver last year. So I think Cam Newton with the two tight ends and a unique dynamic and personnel packages are going to throw out there is going to be the definite starter week one. He possesses ability to run over linebackers. He has receivers that can create some separation now. So I think he's the starter. And because of the difference in play style between him and Mac Jones, I think it's at least, if he's really not producing, it's at least midseason before they make the switch because creating a game plan around Cam Newton is way different than creating a game plan around the comparatively unathletic Mac Jones. So I think Cam Newton's likely a starter up until midway through the season. And Mac Jones for NFL players is fairly unathletic. We've all seen the picture of him celebrating the national championship game with the Tom Brady dad bod. But with Tom Brady, that's not really a discredit or a disqualifier for being a successful quarterback in the NFL, being a super athlete. But Mac Jones is, in my opinion, a good fundamental quarterback. He will throw the football. He won't lose you games. He is a game manager of the highest order. Like, he can take you up and down the field a few times a game, maintain possession, hand the ball off, complete easy passes, complete some tough passes, but he's just kind of average to me. He doesn't strike me as someone who's going to break the uh, game wide open. And the Patriots have a very difficult system to learn. I think Cam Newton suffered from that last year. It's why he struggled so much. I don't think but, I don't, but see that's where that's where I disagree I don't think everyone talks about all oh, the Patriots system for offense all oh, the Patriots system for that I think they clearly built something around Cam Newton and they're going to build something around whichever quarterback they have starting back there for example you can clearly Newton, see though they still have the same route concepts it's still the same time they had all that stuff which is there for Brady they just were able to expand the playbook a little bit which cut away some of what they could do in the passing game but with the running game with the threat of Cam Newton they expanded it a little bit yeah but it's not 
all just this one concrete system that quarterbacks have to get used to. I think with how good of a coach Bill Belichick is, with the coaching staff he puts around his players, I think they're going to tailor the playbook to whichever quarterback they have does well. Remember, Jacoby Brissett has been successful with them. Jimmy G has been successful with them, which is why I also think... To be fair, both those guys were successful on other teams. Until Jacoby Brissett got broken in half and Jimmy G got ACL'd. Injuries aside, it's still like you can look at last year. They didn't have that many deep balls. You could say it's because they didn't have a deep throw. I'd say that could be part of it, but they run short, quick timing routes and they're always going to do that until Belichick goes to a different team. That's just how it is. They didn't have any deep threats and they didn't have any tight ends that were threats in the passing game and the running games. Now they have two very good tight ends and with Julio Jones now being they're not going to add Julio Jones and they still they're not going to make Nelson Aguilar a great deep throw. Cam can't throw the ball deep that well, and I have not seen enough Mac Jones to tell you if he can throw a deep at the what, end you of think, Why do you think? I think, I mean, That's they the could one trade for Julio they Jones. They've been talking about it, and if they add Julio Jones, I think they have a very good chance of being the best team in that division. You're nuts if you think they're going to be better than the Bills or even the Dolphins, but we're getting bogged down on the Mac Jones topic, moving quickly along. Justin Fields has the best chance of being a day one starter of the three quarterbacks we're going to mention. He is in the echelon of maybe Trevor Lawrence in terms of his immediate impact and making a team better because Andy Dalton is not a good quarterback and Matt Nagy is in a desperate win now or they're going to fire me and I will never get another head coaching job type mode. I would not be surprised if Justin Fields wins the QB job at some point in training camp for the preseason. Like he's a much better athlete, he's got a bigger arm than Dalton and he's going to play in Chicago, a field which does have a certain elemental effect come late in the season which favors running teams so fields might see the uh field week one but he will definitely be the starter by week four week five there's no way they try and ride it out with andy dalton <laughs> yeah i think i think it's all bears fans are thinking the same thing and if anyone's watched for example matt Nagy's interview on colin cowherd or any i don't know if, if he's done other interviews he seems so excited to have justin fields on the roster and as his quarterback he almost seems surprised that they had the opportunity to draft him because the Giants. I mean, I'm they should have the had the opportunity to draft Fields. him. We don't. We don't. We don't need to talk about. I've been through the pain of watching the Giants pass on Justin Fields. Saying on, I need to keep myself on topic. I think the Bears, Matt Nagy, and Pace are going to be really underwhelmed by Andy Dalton's lack of athleticism and his ability to make big plays really happen. Now, I, I think the Bears' weapons are decent. I don't think they're terrible, but they're not. They're not. I mean, electric. Andy Dalton had decent weapons last year in Dallas. And still put up about the same pass rating as Mitchell Trubisky. Well, he had very good weapons in Dallas. They eh. just didn't have the best offensive line. And then when they see what Andy Dalton's able to do with the football, I think they're going to see what Justin Fields is doing in practice, the athletic specimen that he is. I think I, I agree with you. He's going to be on the field sooner rather than later, probably around week four, week five, if he doesn't win out the job week one. Uh, with Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, they're, they're not going to be able to sit, sit under the guise that Fields is learning for you because their jobs are at stake. I was surprised Ryan Pace didn't get fired after this past season. He drafted Mitch Trubisky over to Sean Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Okay, you can, that's Patrick something that's be unforgivable. You cannot get on them for drafting him over Patrick Mahomes. Sean Watson, yes, but nobody knew Patrick Mahomes was going to be this good. Even the Chiefs when they trade up didn't think he was going to be like this. That's where I draw the line in terms of Bears slander. And I am a Vikings fan, so I hate the Bears, of course, but let's be realistic here. No, they deserve the slander. It's Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky. Didn't really show 
anything and he didn't really show anything. Funny thing about Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky. I met someone. <laughs> I met someone who's met Mitchell Trubisky before, and apparently the he's blind basically, and he cannot see very far down the field because he doesn't wear contacts his whole life. <laughs> random, random ass story, but apparently he wears contacts now, and he can see the football field. So maybe he'll be doing things up in Buffalo. Unless you drop the name, you're fake news. But I will not be revealing my you won't sources be your on source this out podcast. To I'll tell you after people. we're recording. Yeah, you know, I don't want to get in trouble. Anyway, final quarterback we're going to talk about I feel it is important to mention Zach Wilson's obviously going to be the starter in New York but Tristan and I are both kind of the mindset he's going to stink Trey Lance and Trey Lance is in so much better of a position than any other quarterback we're going to talk about because he is on a good team the only reason the 49ers had the draft capital to trade up to that pick was because they were so injured and so beaten down I don't think they're going to get hit as hard with the injury bug so they're going to be a comparable team to the team which went to the Super Bowl two years ago if he gets the range of that offense he is a lucky lucky boy but the thing is he will not get the reins to that offense because they have no reason to move off Jimmy Garoppolo because Jimmy Garoppolo took them to the Super Bowl. May have lost him to the Super Bowl, but he still got them there, and I think he is still well-loved in that clubhouse. And it will take several poor performances in a row, back-to-back weeks, for them to move off Jimmy G. And I just don't see Jimmy G, a game-managing quarterback who is more than happy to hand the ball off 40 times a game and only pass seven or eight times, having bad games back-to-back. It's just not going to happen particularly with how the schedule is laid out for the 49ers. They don't really face two really good teams, really good defenses in a row. So Jimmy G is just going to be able to ride this season out. You'll see Trey Lance come in, do some wildcat type stuff because he's a far superior athlete, much like Justin Fields in a Dalton situation, clearly much faster. I mean, I, I tend to I tend to hold the same exact mindset when it comes to 49ers and Trey Lance. I mentioned Patrick Mahomes briefly. I think it's going to be a lot like that type of situation with Jimmy G. The biggest issue with him has been staying healthy. And with Trey Lance, he's played one football game, I think, in the last year. So it's not like he's been playing a ton recently. I don't think he's going to be able to beat Jimmy G out in training camp because Jimmy G has been in the system, been to a Super Bowl, so he's comfortable with Kyle Shanahan, the plays that Kyle Shanahan likes to call, the way he likes to run his offense. If Jimmy G stays healthy and he isn't ignoring wide open George Kittle all over the field like he did in the Super Bowl, I think we don't see Trey Lance until late in the year because the 49ers are probably going to be a playoff team. It's kind of tough to say just because of how good the NFC West is, although there are three wildcard games and maybe all three come from the NFC West. I I like Trey Lance. I don't know exactly how you feel, Isaiah, as far as like watching him in college and heading into the draft. I'm a fan of his athletic capabilities, but I I think because of his inexperience and Jimmy G not being a complete dumpster fire, hopefully he's probably not going to see the field until later. Well, look, season. Trey Lance could be Carson Wentz or he could be Carson Wentz. Like you get what I say. I mean, when I say that uh, he could be a really good MVP level quarterback with good athleticism and a big arm, or he could not be able to read NFL defenses and throw interceptions more than he throws touchdowns. It's hard to tell. I feel like these quarterbacks in smaller schools are hit or miss. He does with the athletic package, the arm strength and the speed where if he can develop, he will be a really good quarterback. Yeah. And I think it's 
a lot of the raw talent we saw with Patrick Mahomes, and I think I, a lot of people have talked about it that know more about football than me or you do, or that have more connections than uh, me or you do, is that in college, he actually went through his own blocking protections, and he went through his protections, which I guess isn't really typical for quarterbacks to have to go through. So I think that kind of says something about his ability to pick things up. So I, I think he's going to be good in the NFL. Definitely goes into the best situation out of, compared to the other quarterbacks. I mean, another better kept secret is pass blocking is not exactly a hard concept. You're sliding one way, you're sliding the other way, or you're manning someone up and looking out for twister linebackers. Like, learning the pass protections as a quarterback isn't that difficult. That's been the end of the podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you're seeing this, I'm guessing it probably came from the TikTok, or you're already a subscriber. Let us know what you thought about it. Give us feedback. You're probably going to shit on us and a lot of the things I say, because people always seem to think I am stupid especially Isaiah. That's been the podcast. See you in the next one, hopefully.